Today's episode is brought to you by Cameo. If your organization is looking to adopt Chromebooks, but you need to give your people seamless access to all their apps, including Windows apps, Cameo is the simplest and most secure and most cost-effective way to deliver all the apps your people need to be productive on Chrome OS. Cameo is a Chrome Enterprise recommended virtualization solution and is deeply integrated with Chrome OS and the Google Admin Console, making it easy for you to push any app as a PWA to your Chromebooks. And now you can take advantage of a special Chrome OS and Cameo bundle that makes it easier than ever to test. If you're interested, you can head over to cameo.com forward slash unbox. That's C-A-M-E-Y-O dot com slash unbox or click the link down in the show notes. This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast. The official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I am joined today by Robbie Payne. Hey, what's up? And Gabriel Bringers. Good morning. So it's been an eventful week here at yeah. uh, Chrome Unboxed. Uh, we're going to get into all of it. We've got a good show today. Um, we have a good show every week, Joe. Come <laughs> we on. Do. That's very true, Robbie. Very true. Uh, it's a great show every week. But let's be week, honest, some weeks are better than others. This week's a little special, you know? This week's a little special. There's been a lot of things going on. And uh, if you haven't heard, um, this is... Uh, some big news for us. We have hit 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. You've been hearing us talk about it. You hear my, you hear my speech every week. You know, I ramble about uh, getting entered to win and winning some stuff and going to the website. You, you, you know the spiel. Yeah, y'all won't have to hear that anymore. Yeah, you no don't, more. don't have to hear that anymore. We're going to start on the run to 1 million. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna hear. You're it. gonna hear it for the next three years. <laughs> it's nah, a grind. I nah, mean, one year. Let's do it in one year. One year. Exponential yeah. growth. Yeah, ten times growth. One year. Yeah, let's do it. But yeah, man, it's um, it's crazy. I don't know. It still feels so weird. Like we've been pushing and pushing to this point, especially the last couple months as we've got all this giveaway going, and it's been a lot of work. I mean, we we put to we put together all this campaign for this uh, on the run to 100k and I'm I'm so stoked on how it all turned out and you know, people love the merch and I love all the graphics on the site and we've we've you know, we've had people reaching out and saying, you know, good things about that and it's just been cool. It's been a it's been a cool experience, but now it's done. It's like we we hit yeah. it and it almost feels surreal like I 
I'm like, wow. Like, and I open up the YouTube Studio app and I see that. I mean, we, by the way, I mean, we, we, we're already, we've already got like another thousand subscribers because it is just going bonkers. So thanks. If, yeah. if anybody's listening and you've subscribed to our YouTube channel, like a sincere thank you. Uh, we, this all started as a YouTube channel. So the, the YouTube channel is always going to have a little bit of a, a sweet spot for us, you know, um, it, you know, th- this all started as Robbie making videos on his, uh, his kitchen floor. Which the way that video turned out, uh, I was very happy with. It's exactly like what not I was the one on thinking. the kitchen floor. No, yeah. the, 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 yeah, the 100K video, video, yeah, that yeah. one, yeah, the hundred k video. Because I, I we were going to sh- to film it, and you know, given the the circumstances of everything that's going on right now in the world, yeah, there's some uh, there's some other things going was, on too. There was some stuff that we we wanted to do or wanted to like think about doing, and it's just like eh, we we just can't right yeah. now. Um, so maybe when we hit like two hundred thousand, yeah. we'll do some or two hundred fifty thousand, or yeah. I don't know. Um, but you know, I just had this thought real quick, like, you know, it'd be really cool. Like I'd love to do a whole montage thing. Yeah. Um, but ultimately we wanted to get the video out quick. You know, it's like it, it kind of, sh- it, it got up on us real fast. Like we thought kind of, we'll have a couple June. weeks to think about this. I thought it was good. Well, when yeah, we started ago, this, we when thought, we, yeah, yeah, June yeah. Was, it was our But target. then even the last two weeks, yeah, it was I mean, just Especially the last crazy. week, it was like, I, I think we're going to be there like Monday and Monday at lunch. Was it? Was it yeah. Monday at lunch? Yeah. 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 Um, and so, anyway, it, it all just kind of creeped up on us real fast. And, uh, but I, I wanted to show, I wanted to do something that showed, like, look where it was, you know, back at zero. Because uh, I actually made that video and put it, that, that video still exists on my personal YouTube channel. Um, Robbie's tech But that was, no, that was, no, like, that just, no, Robbie Payne. Just me. Yeah, Robbie Payne. You know, the ones that I got videos of my just, kids and stuff. Yeah. And then I've got that Chromebook video that has 300,000 views on it. <clears throat> um, but there's no way to move those things. So it, it will live there forever and that's fine. Um, but it serves as a great reminder of, you know, for a lot of people, we were literally just watching a YouTube video before we started this. Uh, Gabe and I were. And, the guy was honestly a little annoying um, to listen to. And you could tell he was kind of talking out of the side of his face. He didn't really know what he was talking about. Just kind of trying to sound yeah. cool. And he's probably watched YouTube videos. And there's, there, it's easy to be like, man, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. But then I have to step back and be like, yeah, there, I'm sure there were countless hundreds of people that stumbled across a video of mine early on and were just like, what is this dude doing? Right. I mean, and that guy was just, I would never watch his videos. I'm not saying that to insult him, but he has 25,000 subscribers. He's doing his thing. He's got some affiliate stuff going on. He's just trying to make it work and yep. good, good on him. And yep. I'm sure, obviously, I mean, when it showed up in my feed last night, there were like, he had a couple hundred live viewers watching this Q and A that he was doing. So obviously someone wants to listen to him. So yeah, I'm sure there are plenty of people. I know there are plenty of people that have said they don't like listening to us. So whatever, because <laughs> we sound Gabe, like retired. Gabe, Gabe sounds like a retired country singer. Well, you know, them Chromebooks. <laughs> so was weak, was hey, uh, Robbie, you want to do something really cool? You want to do something real cool while we're on air here? Oh, look at this! You want to do it? You want to push this. the button? I'm gonna oh. push it. Oh, 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 what do we got here? Oh, boy, looky there. So the email has come through, channel verification. So you, you don't get this until you get to 100,000. Oh, uh, that's fine. We get a check mark. 
That's what that's this fun. is. This is that, <laughs> did you have to put that in there? Or did yeah, I put it in there. Okay. So th- this is not a milestone. This is not like an award or anything. This is literally just going to put a check mark beside our Chrome, our Chrome Unbox YouTube. So we become real. Yeah, the milestone, that's a completely separate thing. We'll do a video for Give that, us our plaque. But, yeah, right. th- this is not the plaque. Submit. Do it. Oh, yeah. Thanks for completing the channel verification application. You'll receive a confirmation over the next several weeks. We'll take a look at the info provided and get back to you. Nice. There bonafide. we go. Just like that, boys. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> I'm yeah. bonafide. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's a, uh, you know, I mean, we could go on and on about this, but at the end of the day, um, you know, like I was saying, the, the, the YouTube channel is where all of this started. And this was <laughs> Robbie making videos on his kitchen floor and there, you know, uh, there have been transitions along the way. Like, that's the crazy thing for me to think about of, like, where we started, even just whenever I started helping you. And, like, we filmed the first couple videos with an Osmo yeah. mobile thing. It's like a little camera on the end of a gimbal. Yeah. And that's how we were making videos. And we were, we were just doing what we could to put out content and put out the best videos that we could possibly make at that point. Right. Uh, and I think that's the important part for anybody that's thinking about doing this. Um, it's it's harder than it was to get to get started. Um, I think back when when I had just started, if you looked at the state of like tech videos at the point at that point in time, I remember one of the people I watched all the time was Aaron Baker with Phone Dog. Mm-hmm. Um, his his shots, he would do a face on like sitting in his desk or something, uh, clearly with a just a whatever camera he probably got at Walmart or something, and then it was over the top shot and him talking about the phone in his hands. And that was it, you yeah. know, and that was the, that was the state of affairs, uh, basically until Mark Esper only came along. Yeah. I mean, he, that's, that's what people, a lot of times I'll say something like, Oh, have you watched uh, MKBHD's video on that? And they're like, who? And I, it, it still shocks me sometimes. Like you don't has, know who Marquez Brownlee he has is. 10 million subs- yeah. sub subscribers. Like, th- this dude is clearly like the primo tech YouTuber. Like he is, He's it when it comes to it. Yeah, I mean, he's creating stuff with YouTube now, right? So and so it's just—it's yeah. weird that people don't know, but you know, that's just the way. That's things the scale work. of the internet, right? It's the scale of the world and celebrity. Like you don't—you start to realize when when somebody goes, "Oh, you know Michael Jordan." Yeah, everybody knows who Michael. It just Jordan blows is. my mind like, though that's that celebrity. Like, I bet if you walked out on the street right now, it would take a while to find ten people because everybody's distanced. But <laughs> yeah. you have to walk sixty feet. But three months ago, more people would. But still, more people wouldn't recognize the name Ninja or PewDiePie than they would MKBHD, oh, and sure. that blows my mind. But then I have to remember we we live in this world. Right. The average person isn't sitting at home. Oh, I got to find a review video for the new Pixel phone or the new. Uh, right. Yeah. We have to remember that. So. But yeah, he he showed up, and and when I have conversations about him, and you know that he runs a good YouTube channel, and he does stuff with cameras and stuff that people didn't do before. Like he single handedly changed the way that uh, tech YouTube works in general. I mean, it across the board, everybody had to scramble and adapt and change their processes based on what he was doing. Uh, and he, he, but he didn't do that from the start either. Like when he'll show some of his old videos, oh, if yeah. you dig way back. stuff. Yeah, you know? I mean, it was, it yeah. was crummy and it was terrible and he was a little kid. But he got started. Yeah. And, and he kept improving it's, himself. And he moved into a space that no one was in. And now everyone, I mean, we do too. We, yeah. we emulate what, what he does. I mean, yeah. we look at some of the stuff that other people do from a shop perspective. And, you know, it, that's what humans do. We, we absorb, we, we 
look it's at like, things. Oh, that's cool. We I observe. love how they did that. Let's maybe try right. tweak this and do this. You yeah. Know? So we observe, we absorb, and and then we go and and make things, and and that's that that feels like the process that we've been in um, of just kind of small changes, making this change, adding this thing, trying yeah. this thing. Let's go with this lens. Yeah. Let's you know and. You know, see what this looks like. Yeah, you know? it's just yeah. been this whole process, and and I don't think anybody's exempt from that process. I don't think anyone that that gets to any any milestone, whatever the milestone is that you want to make, everyone goes through that process. There's no one that starts a YouTube channel and it looks perfect. Maybe The Verge, <laughs> but that's not fair because they're a massive media when, company that's owned when, by more massive media. When you company. have when that's you have resources available to, right. to get a crew together, it's different. I think. Yeah, but when you talk about individuals uh, or small, you know, small startups, uh, yeah, not creating things. Yeah, you know, yeah. It just, right. And, and that's the thing. We make things based on what we like watching too. And and every channel is different. But as as much as we've evolved, if you look at where we're at, say five years from now, it'll probably still look exponentially different than it does right now. Yeah. So we're we're constantly evolving, evolving and changing, yeah. and the industry's changing too. So mm-hmm. don't don't think we've we've peaked. Yeah, it's <laughs> not like, and we don't feel like that. I don't think like no, that we've arrived mm-hmm. or anything. Like it's. I mean, watch we still, still feel kind of amateurish at sometimes. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, you you watch. Uh, I mean, I've been following along with Marquez uh, getting his new studio put together. Oh my god! And I mean, he's oh, still did evolving. See, he's, did you see that that he's got to be out? Yeah, May first. Yeah. And he's, he's moving like, stuff on his smart desk. Yeah, yeah dude. I mean, <laughs> hey, again, you you make you make do what it work. You, gotta do. you do what yeah. you got to do, yep. and it's easy. And this isn't just for video. This is for business in general, or or creating something new in general. It's easy to want to have everything perfect and want to get everything all together before you start. You know. Um, I can't remember who it was, but I was listening to some business podcast and they were talking about the business who has to get all their logo perfect and they have the sweetest website in the world and they have like these dope business cards and they have all this stuff. But then it's like, yeah, but what do you do? Have you even like, what's your actual thing that you're offering? What's your product? And a lot of people don't even have that figured all out yet, but they have all the sweet marketing stuff or whatever. Right, right. And the same thing with video and, and YouTubing. People want to, well, I've got to get this camera and I've got to do this and I've got to look like this and I need to get these, you know, lights because I watch this YouTuber who does these lights and you you don't have to have any of that, honestly. I mean, we started without any lights and one camera on a gimbal and yeah. a cheap lapel microphone that plugged into a phone, you know? And uh, so... so I, I guess for right now where we're at, you know, we're going to keep evolving and this is just the start for us. I mean, I know we've been saying we're on the run to 100 K. Well, we've, we've come across the finish line and now we've got, we're, we're training for the next, right. For the next run, you know? And, and, uh, I, I really think that it'd be cool to do like 250, 500, seven, 750,000 and then a million. Yeah. Like those are our next milestones. Yeah. Uh, I, I could see 250 coming sooner rather than later. Probably at the you know? pace we're at. I mean, yeah. just uh, the last couple of weeks, um, you know, the YouTube Studio app shows a rolling twenty-eight day total of yeah. everything, um, and so it's it's been a transition <laughs> for me to look at that that yeah. way because, like, with our other stats, we tend to look at this month. So yeah. we look at last month and we go, "Cool, that's what we did in March you right. know, from a page view or financial standpoint." And now we're in April and we're building and building, and this is what we're pacing on. And so I don't look at a 28-day rolling average that often, but with YouTube I do, and I think it's because there's not these particular cutoffs with YouTube. Right, it's like, just always just rolling. Like, let's just keep yeah. rolling with it. Uh, I've gotten comfortable looking at that and watching that 28-day rolling subscriber count 
just continue to rise over the last two weeks has yeah. been uh, kind of phenomenal. Yeah. Um, it, and I think it, I don't think it has a ton to do with the, the promotional stuff that we're doing at this point. Cause it's not like, Oh, we saw that spike happen when we started, we had one spike when we started the giveaway and, and then it, it went back down to kind of what yeah, it was normal. before. Yeah. yeah. And over the last couple of weeks, something has, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't stop because the end, the giveaway no, ended. No. I mean, it's, no, we so, got, we got know. there and it's, it's continuing to get, and it's exponential. So it's not yeah. like, Hey, we're adding the same amount each month. Like, oh, this well, is our number of right. And we we had had a conversation with the the guys from Moment in New York, mm-hmm. and they <laughs> I was very yeah. That up, they yeah. said they said the exact same thing. It's they, like a hockey, you stick. know, because they do a ton of like vlogging stuff with their Moment lenses and stuff like that. And when they hit that hundred thousand mark, they said it's kind of a it's an ex- exponential expanse. It Where goes were, outward. I was <laughs> telling my wife about that last night. Where were they at when we talked with them? Because that was two events. They ago. were walking outside, giving away the cases. No, no, like. For, where were they at subscriber wise? Oh, oh I don't gosh. remember. I don't they remember. were they they had hit a hundred. I think they were almost to two hundred. Okay, two hundred thousand. Because I checked, they were they're like three hundred eighty four thousand mm-hmm. now or something, mm-hmm. and that's been a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's cool to think. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They because I remember when I saw them, I was like, because they had hit one hundred k, and then it was like two months later when we saw them. They had already had like 150,000 or 160,000. Right. And I was like, holy crap. Like, and that's what started that whole conversation. Gotcha, and gotcha. they were like, yeah, man. I was like, we, we hit that. And it was just like blew up. Right? Yeah. Because if you look at growth. Social Blade, what they, they were projecting us at the end of the year. I, I don't remember. Oh, gosh. They don't take into consideration the, the milestones and the plateaus that you hit. So no, if, you, if you look at our rolling average right now, we could potentially be at. 200 300,000 within a year and social blades got us way below that cuz they yeah, they don't yeah. they, they can't All factor they're in they're just doing growth yeah, rate yeah they can't factor in what whatever yeah. Google's magic is on YouTube <laughs> and all that stuff so. Google magic and we in too like I think social blade had us what June July originally yeah, yeah, yeah. um and just as what 3 months ago yeah. saying that that was when we would hit yeah. 100,000 so yeah. um you know that that got blown out of the water and what's funny is that got blown out of the water without um, seeing a lot of this more exponential growth. Like we just have slowly kind of crept up a little bit, but the last couple of weeks, uh, I mean, it's, Come it's bonkers. night and day. Um, so any, any projection that puts us at, you know, the end of the year having 200,000 or whatever, you know, that, that easily goes to 300,000 at this kind of growth rate. Yeah. Um, so who knows? It's crazy. It's, it's, it's pretty wild. It's going to be a fun ride to sit back and watch, but I'm, I'm ready to get back to, allowing that to the subscriber thing to kind of be a grind that we just glance at just and there. move on yep. um, and don't, don't think about as much. We, we uh, keep, just keep making our, we keep our putting content. out videos and, and, and chugging right along. I, I agree. I agree. We've been, I've been staring at it every single day it's for been the fun. past. Yeah. It's been fun for the past two months. It's just been uh, not stressful. I mean, it is stress. It's, it's good stress. You know, it's, yeah. it's just, it's, it's, pushing out all the social stuff you know i mean we've we've had to spin up this uh different mailchimp that we're doing and so i'm sending out emails there and just all sorts of stuff man but it's 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 over right for this this stage this stage of the race let's talk about it as stages yeah it's like the yeah. it's like the tour de france till we get to yeah. uh one one million we'll just have the hotel this was the first stage. We're the hotel taking a break for that's a right that's right so um so yeah i mean like i said we could we could talk about this for a while because we're um we're excited about all this and and the growth that we've seen and and we're thankful and and 
we wouldn't be doing any of this if the YouTube channel wouldn't have taken off in the early days. Um, I mean, you know, it, we went from how many subscribers did did you have whenever I started helping you? About six thousand. Okay, that's what I thought. I thought it was, it was like five, six or five seven. Or six. Um, yeah, because I remember us getting excited to hit ten thousand. Yep. Um, some at some point in the end of twenty sixteen. Yeah, I, we could look it up. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. We we talked about because I I'll never forget that part. I remember hitting that and writing an article. <laughs> And people commenting in. I didn't know you. I didn't know you had a YouTube channel. I'm yeah. like, wait, what? And, and it's crazy because we still see that. I mean, we don't. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, we, we have a hundred thousand followers on YouTube. We don't have a hundred thousand email subscribers on the website. No. I mean, we have hundreds of thousands of readers every month, but we don't have followers on the website in that mass. Right. Yeah. And yeah, we people have that people have. all the time that have no <laughs> idea of like. Oh, you have a, there's a website. Yeah. 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 We, so we funny. tried it. We try to cross promote the th two things and you yeah. would think going into it that clearly they would be two yeah. parts of the same whole. Just, and for us, they are Yeah, like, we don't see anything different between the two. They're just an extension of what we do. Our media. Company, but at yeah. the same time, I've thought about it. That's very unique for this space though. You, you usually have influencers and then you have bloggers and you know yeah the, the verge has a youtube you know that and that whatever but the verge isn't looking at youtube like oh this is our thing you know right. it's, it's just, just something that they do for us it's both i mean regardless of whatever the revenue produced from either one it doesn't matter they're both part of a whole of what we do sure. and that is very unique for for tech spaces so tech blogs and stuff like that yeah, yeah. that's true yeah that is true it's uh exciting stuff and, and we wouldn't be doing any of this if it wasn't for you guys so thank you all so much anybody that's subscribed you all are awesome uh so yeah we've we've um contacted our winner for the 100,000 prize that is a brand new asus chromebook flip c434 uh he has been contacted and verified um and so i'm waiting to get his twitter handle so we can tag him on i guess i guess everyone knows it's a him uh so we can tag him on twitter and announce that winner i'll probably get that done later on today uh so friday the 10th so if you're wondering who won uh that will be put out on twitter and uh yeah we're we're really excited to give that away and, and kind of hit this milestone but like i've said keep chugging along so if, if you want to continue uh, this journey with us, go subscribe. Uh, go check out the website and, uh, and be subscribed to our newsletter on the website so whenever we post articles, you, you get those as well. So And it's worth noting too, like you can do, <clears throat> excuse me, you can do um, post notifications. So mm -hmm. you can, that's our biggest list of people that every time we post, an email goes out so you know it's in your inbox. But then we do a daily digest that grabs everything from the day, which we might need to tweak that our content level <laughs> yeah quite a bit i think I it think only sends out five I, lo I looked yesterday or last week <clears throat> when was I probably that need to do all my days are blending to together six or seven. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it had missed like one or two yeah because it uh if, if we have a heavy content day then um it would skip some of those anyway so a daily digest and then we have a weekly digest and i think i put 15 of our latest which we need to up that too obviously it's not even close yeah um so that'd be a super long email but yeah Maybe uh, do like a featured on that one or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, but but there, there are some options. And then we have the there. updates and giveaways now too. So yep. uh, lots of options and you can kind of stay plugged in with us. So don't think that just because the giveaway is done, we're going to slow down at all. Uh, we're going to no, keep chugging along. So Not at all. Um, so yeah. So uh, anything else on the giveaway? I'm trying to think here. Yeah. I'll announce the winner. I will say. I oh, the merch. If you want, if oh, you yeah, want the yeah. merch, go grab some merch. Gabe and I are wearing ours today. Robbie didn't get the memo. 
Um, so he's not in the cool kid club, no. but, um, I do have my favorite t- t-shirt on yeah, so. his fender shirt. Um, so the merch will be up for, I don't know. Let's say, let's say two weeks. We'll do two weeks. Yeah. Two is, weeks from today. Let's just say, uh, maybe just end of April, end of April, end yep. of April, we'll the, of April. That's good. the March will, uh, the merch, the March, the March, the March merch, the March to the merch, the, mer- will be over. <laughs> the merch, the will merch be, March is done. The merch March right. will be done. Uh, at the end of April, so if you want those shirts, go check that out. Um, we're working on a maybe a, a little little extra something we can give away to anybody that signed up for the giveaway. So just kind of keep an eye on your email for that. I'm not making any promises just yet, but I'm hoping we can do something there. Uh, but yeah, go check that stuff out. We've got the two designs. I'm wearing the crew neck today. You can get them on the t-shirts. The tri-blend shirts are amazing, super comfortable. I have people... Anybody that's bought one, I, I ordered some for my girlfriend. She's been wearing them, and she's like, these are the most comfortable What is shirts. that you're wearing? This is the crew neck. Did okay. I say sweatshirt? No. No. Uh, my no. brother. My, he said you call it a crew neck hoodie His brother was giving him all kinds of I can't, grief. <laughs> I'm, I'm the youngest, and so I can't ever say, I can't do anything right. You know, I'm like, I'm like, hey, guys, I was on the news, and my YouTube channel hit 100,000. They're like, they're like, Oh, pretty cool, man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know. Like saying something sarcastic. Get a Shout real out job. to Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, they're yeah, like, we don't awesome. even know. We don't even know what you do. What do you even do? Yeah, he like harasses us on Instagram. <laughs> like he's some Russian something. Uh, it, yeah, it's great. Watch out. Yeah. We're yeah. gonna fire you, Dustin. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so uh, not really. <laughs> no, just kidding. So, uh, so yeah. If you want some merch, go check that out. All right. That's it. Let's move into some Chrome West news. One last thing I do want to say about this boy. (laughs) No, that's not a long thing. Uh, And I'm not going to give away where this person lives, but they live in a proximity to us, which is really cool. uh, When Joe told me that the the winner lives in this, in this area, um, in this region of the United States, it's close enough that if we weren't in the present quarantine, we would would drive up and hand deliver this thing. But uh, we we would, we probably shouldn't do that. We would use that as an excuse to, but no, to down the road, th- this is a city that we don't frequent, but we've been multiple times personally and for business. Uh, Let's say there's a top golf there. Yeah, there's a top golf there. <laughs> there's an airport near there that we utilize frequently uh, in the future if we're passing through and it, the stars align. It'd be awesome to grab a sandwich with you or something. Yeah, grab some coffee. A it's sandwich? A- <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's some coffee. Uh, there's that's, a coffee shop downtown. Remember that one time we missed our flight? Yeah. 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 It was yeah. Uh, like yeah. right there, cl- cl- close to the river, close to the uh, stadiums and stuff, like right across the street because we were just like, what are we going to do? Well, we went and had lunch too, and that was yeah. great. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But no, Rick yeah. Roach. I, Rick Roach. I, I had thought about that, man. And I was like, oh, that'd be so cool. But yeah, we just can't. We can't do no, that right, right now. Nope. Can't do that right no now. Way. But uh, that would make for some fun content, some social content. But yeah. You know, is what it is, man. Uh, so, yeah, let's dig into some Chrome OS news. Uh, which device do we want to start with? The two, the two big ones from this week are the Asus uh, Chromebook Flip C436. Uh, we put out a review on that uh, Monday morning. I mean, by Monday morning, I mean 12.01 Monday morning. Yeah. Uh, and then we also have the Samsung Galaxy Chromebook in the office, and we did an unboxing for that. So why don't we start with the 436? Yeah, that's probably wise. Yeah, let's um, do that, and we'll take a break, and we'll come back and talk and talk the Samsung, because there's more to say about it, probably. Yeah, and Gabe, you've used the 436 now for a little bit. Like, no, enough to I, I took, yeah, I took it home for one day, <clears> and... Uh, 
man, it's hard. It's just, it's difficult. Um, I had, I was a huge fan of the C302. Uh, we took it to Vegas with us. Uh, we got our hands on one technically right before it was officially announced because it, yeah. it went on sale somewhere. Best Buy. Best Buy. Yeah. yeah. So we, I think Robbie bought one. Uh, we took it to Vegas with us and I loved it. I loved the design, the aesthetic, just everything about it, the build quality, because at that time we didn't have that caliber of a device right ever right it just didn't exist you had the pixels right which were kind of all by themselves and they were aging people weren't buying 1900 chrome it was just everything you could ever want in a chromebook but times change and progress moves forward and you have higher expectations the pro came out that year as well it had the stylus there were a lot of high hopes for it sadly it just kind of fell short. Yeah, uh, yeah there were so many was, issues. There were some build issues. Uh, people had heat dissipation issues, and then of course it still doesn't have Linux. That might change, but by this time, who? I mean, you should be buying a new Chromebook anyway. Right. Anyway, I love the 302. So when the 434 came out, I was ecstatic because I was thinking everything that anything that the 302 was missing, this should have. And the 434 was good. It was really good. Uh, yeah. it, it was a good device for Asus. It could have been priced a little cheaper, honestly. Yeah, I think so. Uh, when you look at devices like the HP X360. Uh, it, but either way, good device. Still recommended if you can catch it on sale. So when the 436 came out, we were like... This is going to be it. Right. They're going to take iterate a, a, on. Yeah. Everything that you missed on the 434, make the screen a little bit better, make do this, do that, whatever. And man, they just didn't. It's like they focus solely on the fact that it's this 10th gen chip and it's got a fingerprint sensor and the keyboard's not as good. The screen's okay. It's, it's it was a letdown. It, I, it's not like it, it's not painful to work on. I mean, I'd rather work on my go, but. It just was a letdown. I'm not sitting at it going, man, I love this Chromebook, especially when you look at the base models, $800. Yeah. And the, it's just, it, it's value. It's, yeah. It's so there you value. go. That was Robbie's review right it's, there. I just gave it to you. <laughs> it's it, uh, when, you, when you're paying that much for a device, and I don't care if it's a Chromebook, a, a PC, no. a phone, if you're paying that much money, that's a lot of money. Expectations. For you know, yeah. your expectations are high. Well, they're high. At, at $800, they're higher to me for a Chromebook than they would be for a Windows device. Right. And and for us, it's a little bit different because we use so many devices, but it's hard for me to look at the C436 and say, yeah, I'm totally willing to pay $800 for that when I could go to Best Buy on a good day and get an HP X360 for half the price. No, it doesn't have the latest processor. No, it doesn't have a fingerprint scanser. Scanser? Scanser? A scanser? Wow, fingerprint. It's a a scanner and a sensor. Yeah, a sensor. Sensor. There you go. Let's go with scanser. I love that. Anyway, it doesn't have everything that the C436, man, that second cup of coffee put me out. It doesn't have everything that the Asus has, but it has almost everything. It has a great screen. It has great build quality. It looks dope, and it's $399 in performance wise there's no difference i mean no and that's that's one of the big things like that's so interesting and we've talked about it before any of these chromebooks even showed up for us uh to start testing is that when you compare eighth gen chipsets to these 10th gen ones yeah on benchmarks there's going to be differences yes but actually using the device not 
Yeah, Not I mean, really. if we're talking Windows or Linux Chromebooks, this is a different conversation because if you're if you're using video editing software, if you're doing things like this, whatever the case may be, yes, that processor is going to make a difference. The graphics on that processor are going to make a difference. For Chrome OS and i3 8th gen with 8 gigs of RAM for normal everyday use is going to fast. look just like an i3 10th gen with 8 gigs of RAM. There's just there's not a difference. Yeah, and so that it's funny because that's again like you said that's that feels like the main thing they focused on like let's get a 10th gen out, let's let's check the boxes for a project Athena device. Um and they almost just kind of forgot about some of the other things, either sidestepped or took went a step backwards, backwards. On some, honestly, yeah. the keyboard was the most disappointing for me. It just and maybe it's because I've been working on the Pixelbook for so long, but even compared to the four thirty, the four thirty four had a good keyboard. Yes, uh, and very, I very feel good like the four thirty six is not as good. Yeah, um, it 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 has about the same travel as like the Pixelbook Go without the clickiness, and so you, the thock. Yeah, the, the thock. thock. Yes, Joe educated us. Um, the thock. And but I thought the thock is the sound. It's the it's like the the feel and the it's it's the whole thing. I think I think it's, it's like it. when you click it and it's like the the feel of it and the sound of it. It's very existential. The thock. <laughs> That's a thock. Okay. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I watched one video. Look on it up. Okay? Let us know. I don't no, know. No, the Verge. I'm the sticking Ver- with my the Verge put travel out a, and clickiness. Yeah, there you go. The Verge put out a video about a dude who has a like a a. What's it? Uh, where you extreme Twitch channel, yeah. uh, making keyboards. He yeah, builds yeah. custom keyboards for gamers and stuff. And it's like a whole. It's his business now. Oh, he, yeah. It's full time doing it now. He builds these keyboards, and it's, like it's he business. nerds out about that the way we nerd out about uh, Chromebooks. And and he called it a thock. So I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it's the the physical yeah, click find out what or the all, sound. What's all encompassed in the thock? Yeah. Right? Don't Google know. that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> <clears throat> As Gabe said, it sounds like Mike Tyson saying sock. Oh, yeah, but, wow. Yeah, Urban Dictionary says something different. Don't we? <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. All right. Sock uh, <laughs> keyboard. I'm yeah. flushed over here. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so anyway, yeah, the, the, so the, the keyboard is different. It's not bad. It's just different. Yeah. Um, it reminds me a little bit of the Samsung Pro as it has like this weird... It, the keys aren't sloppy, but they feel for some reason they just feel like I don't know. When I'm typing, I want the keys to have the, a persistent pushback on my fingers. Yeah, and it does not have that. It's yeah, like they're you, mushy. Yeah, you don't get that mushy. pushback until you get about halfway through the travel, and it creates this sensation that the keys are loose. Yeah, like the, and that's the way the Pro was. They just felt clacky. Yeah. Uh, um, but for me, the bigger issue with the keyboard is the backlighting on it. Um, where it, uh, uh, shocked, you know, it has, the keyboard has backlighting and people complained about this on the 434 and I just, there were so many emails and so many comments constantly. I felt like I was always saying this on the 434, just turn your bright, your backlighting off in any light lit situation. And the, the symbols on the keys are dark enough to see and you know, tilt it any way you want. It looks like almost dark black on silver. It perfectly legible. The 436 seems like it. I, I don't know what they did. It's like maybe the well of the backlight moved away from the key, so there was more room for light to get in, or or, or it's the opposite. Maybe the the LED was closer to the key. Yeah, I, I don't know what the deal is, but I mean, most 
lighting situations, I couldn't find a, a, a way to get the backlighting up enough so that I could see all the symbols clearly. And I'm a touch typer, so I don't look at the keyboard per se, but that top row, I mean, Chromebooks have two or three different layouts, so I, I don't have those memorized under my finger. So if I need to change brightness or turn volume up or down, play pause, you know, uh, right. Especially it, when you have multiple devices and external yeah. keyboard and nobody, I'm yeah, not, that's... I'm not memorizing those. So I'll look down what well, multiple times I'd have to look down and literally move around to get to see like which one. Okay. There it is. And like, what? I mean, yeah. And I what, mean, go ahead, go, go watch the video. I, I yeah, got a couple yeah, different there's, shots. There's some where, great shots. They just disappear. Yeah, yeah you can't and, see it. I mean, literally. My immediate thought was: I remember walking into the ASUS's giant room when we when we were at CES and seeing it, and it was almost like this heavenly moment. It's like, oh yeah, it it, it is a beautiful device. Oh, it's good it looking. Is. Yeah. The, that pearlescent white or whatever they call. Oh, it. that's yeah. I think it's aerogel. Aerogel. There you go. <laughs> wow, uh, it, it's beautiful. But to me, that lack of brightness on the keys. The way the the fading on the letters and stuff, at a glance, when I'm looking down, it reminds me of, it, we've all had old computers where the keys have worn yeah, and they're so dirty like, yeah. or they're grimy. Yes. Yeah. That's what it looks yep. like. You borrow your old ThinkPad from the guy next to you in that's the office funny. and he never washes his hands. That's what it looks like. <laughs> that's exactly true. He's got Cheeto keyboard. Uh, Cheetle. He's got Cheetle all over his keyboard. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So, the keyboard, all kinds of a bit of a mess. The trackpad, they did fix to me. Uh, yes. One of the reviews I've read said they said it was sloppy or something, but the one on our unit was great. Uh, it's large. It's class. Click, the, the click, click is felt excellent. Great. Yeah. I, nothing to nothing to fault there, which there was a huge fault with the oh, 434. It was that like plastic. Me, we or, have another device we have to talk about. I completely forgot. Oh. <laughs> um, it was plastic or metal or something, but I, I'll never forget. I bought the 434. I was like, when, uh, it was in April when we started to make our transition. Joe had gone full time. We were officed at his house for a little bit, <clears throat> and I went, and I was like, I need to buy because I had a device for work, and I was like, eh, I'm part-time and uh, at, at my old job, and I feel like I, I need to go I need to go ahead and go buy a, a Chromebook for myself, and I decided, you know what? I'm going to buy a 434. That's what I'm going to use. I bought the 8-gig 434, and I got it, and I remember sitting at Joe's house, and I was working on something, and man, my pointer finger on the trackpad was just like sticking all over the place and granted it was spring and right. there's a lot of humidity in the air um but it wouldn't go away like i couldn't i couldn't you know get away from like the super sticky trackpad feel and you just don't run into that with glass trackpads and so i don't know what that trackpad was made of but there were multiple scenarios where i was just like i was fed up with that and there was something else about it so i was like nope returning this i'm just gonna get i don't remember even what i bought at the time uh, i didn't end up buying a pixel book I don't remember what I ended up using for a little while. Um, I thought you bought a Pixelbook. I don't remember. Did I? Maybe I sold it. No, I don't think I did. I don't know. I don't remember what I used. But or I used. I just maybe got by with one of the devices that we had until the Pixelbook Go came out. But I don't feel like I traded water for that long. Or maybe I just used my the the one I had from you bought HTC. some old. You bought an older Chromebook and it had some issue with it. Did you buy? You didn't buy a Pixel, did you? Was no, it Pixel? I did buy a Pixel that had half the screen would go black. Yeah. <laughs> Like half the LEDs would just turn off. I'm like, cool. Look at that. Great. That's uh, neat. Look at the gradient. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. So, yeah. So, to me, that was a huge problem with the 434. It was always one of those glaring things. And I'm just like, ugh. You got to get certain things right on a Chromebook. And if we're going to talk about core things you got to nail, to me, screen, keyboard, trackpad. Like, 
look at the device. Just look at it sitting on the table. You mean the stuff you interact with? Right. What are you interacting with on that device in front of your face? Your eyes see the screen. Your hands touch the keyboard and trackpad. Like, you've got to get those things right. Even if it's a little slow, I'd rather have a good screen and keyboard trackpad than the best ever performance. Or, you know, even we're going to talk about battery life with the Samsung here in a minute. Like, to me, those aren't the absolute most important parts of your experience with a Chromebook. So that was a huge black eye for me with the 434 that they completely fixed. So I I don't want to come down on Asus and say that they just laid an egg with this device because they didn't. There there are some cool things about it. It's a convertible device that has a one-finger lift. It only weighs 2.3 It is so light. It's nice and light. It's super thin. It's not as thin as the Samsung Galaxy Chromebook, but it's one of the thinnest Chromebooks out there. And and yet, like, like if you hold the 434, it feels like a tank now comparatively. And whenever you try to lift the hinge, one finger lift isn't even close. I mean, it's, it's not even in the ballpark, which to you'll, me tells the whole flip thing. the device just, yeah, over. Yeah. yeah. And, and those are, those are signs of good engineering. Like it's very difficult to balance a hinge in such a way on a light device to make sure that both halves of the device have enough weight to, to pull that off. And so, you know, I, I think there's some engineering things that are better about the 436 than the 434 for sure. But I like the fact that the 434 is just made out of aluminum. It feels so much more solid. That magnesium alloy they're using resists fingerprints like nobody's business. Like there's no fingerprints on that thing. But it just, to me, it, it just kind of comes off yeah. as feeling cheap. We got a couple shots in the video of the deck. Yeah, the you keyboard were pushing deck really down has on a ton of like, give. Oh, and like, I'm, I'm looking at the Samsung right now. And I mean, I push on it. Mm. Obviously, it's going to move a little bit. But, Every keyboard's going to. Yeah, but, mm. you know, you could push down on the Mac probably. And you yeah. see a little give. Yeah. That's, it's part of thin aluminum. But, you know, it yeah. shouldn't, it shouldn't you know, have waves in it like the C. Um, yeah. So, so, it's a, so it's a build quality was a step back. I don't know. Build quality feels like a sidestep. It's like certain parts good are better cer- good in certain ways yeah. and certain parts clearly are not better um they put a kind of tiny battery in it uh 42 watt hour um which didn't feel like it it took too much of a hit for me i've seen some other reviewers say it had mediocre battery life you know i think in the review i said eight to ten hours um and that's you know if you're not cranking the screen full and that's the unfortunate part is if you're on the go a lot you're going to be cranking the screen full because the screen only gets, I think, as high as I could measure it was what two hundred and twenty nits. Two twenty, I think, is the is best. Which again, that, that's as best as I could get out of it. Is unforgivable for a flagship Chromebook. for eight hundred dollar yeah. Chromebook. Come on, give me the two fifty should be the bare minimum. I think at that price 30. range, three hundred yeah. is is the minimum. I mean, I'm and, the same. When I'm shopping for monitor, I have a monitor that I bought what, a year and a half ago. I like it. It's twenty seven inch HP monitor. It's good. It does everything I want to do, but. It's 250 nits, and that has been the reason I've been considering getting a different one because I put my Chromebook up there, and it's like my extended monitor just looks pale. Looks dull. And I want something. If I'm going to buy something that I want, I want 300 nits. Yeah, I mean, and like my, my big monitor sitting over there is 350, and it's yeah. and I'm sitting next to a window where there's constant light shining in, and it it's fine. Yeah. Like it doesn't it the doesn't ever fall down huge. under it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, but it's a great measure for me. Like when I put a Chromebook under it, if immediately the Chromebook oh. looks dull, it's like, okay, yeah. something's probably off here yeah. because I don't even have to go measure anything. I can look it's against real that real world like, use. Yep. Wait a second. Yep. This should be standing up to it. Because like the Pixelbook Go underneath it, I've got to crank it to full, you know, when I'm plugging it in for it to not look weird next to it. But the Pixelbook Go gets 
300 and change uh, nits of brightness. And so the so does the Asus 434, by the way, right around 300 nits of brightness. And then so when I tested it next to the 436, it's like, oh, yeah, I mean, this is a step backwards. We, it's, we have some shots of the 434 at my house. It's some of my favorite shots we've got of a Chromebook. Oh, yeah. Spring Cause, in cause the back. The, yeah, the, the, the dogwood was blooming and it looked just awesome. But that was a I had the windows fully open and we had the big, huge light shining right down on it. And that screen looks amazing. And the 436, there was like some shots. It, we, we filmed some of it over in the studio. And I had the lights turned off, but I had the big light on. So relatively dim in there other than the big right. light shining on it. And it was, it was it was hard to get some shots of it. I had, yep. to, I had to crank up my exposure and do some different things to try to get the brightness right. And yeah, and I mean, that's where not I, good. Where I work next to a window, again, it's indoors, but it's next to a window. I mean, there was a lot of times it was not comfortable to work on because there was yeah. so much glare on the screen. And so while the colors and viewing angles and all that stuff are the same, it's a 1920 by 1080, 16 by 9, you know, full HD panel with slim bezels, like all that stuff remains the same. It's lower in in its brightness and it's like what it's $800 Chromebook yeah you know so it just feels like for everything that's like oh though this isn't bad there's this huge step back like there's a huge step back of the screen what everybody would probably consensus feels a step backwards on the keyboard uh, from a from a touch standpoint and viewing standpoint um, there's a step backwards on the build like the build quality of it I'm not saying the engineering but the build like the feel of it in your hand like it just it feels like a cheap device. I mean, we, we handle lots of cheap Chromebooks. You know yeah. the feel. You can't you you would dare not pick it up by its corner, you know, because God, I mean, it feels like the trackpad might pop out of the side of it or something. Like that's the sign of a good keyboard, yeah, or a good device. You thing, should be able to pick it up by its corner. No premium device should feel any flex. I mean, you pick up the Pixelbook Go Dude, by the base, and it feels like it's a monster. It's like, it's like what's what's Wolverine made out of? And, it's adamantium. Adamantium. I mean, there's sure. nothing. You know, I'm not a nerd. Shut yeah, you're a sure. nerd. I just can't pronounce yeah. it. So I mean, all right. So if, yeah, if, all that stuff together. It is fast as all get out. Yeah. I mean that Core i3 10th oh, gen it, monster, eight gigs of RAM. You had videos like, and your IDE and Gravit and everything pulled up, so, and it was just like butter. Yeah. So I'll tell you, like if if you're looking at devices as they start rolling out, especially like to me, all those oh, points. USI, to, USI. Yeah, you USI stylus. USI. Uh, didn't work at first magically started working like the day before we reviewed apparently after, after we already recorded a section of robbie ranting about usi stylus yeah, not so working we're like let's let's get b-roll of it not working and so i start writing i'm like uh huh look at that it uh it's working fine I'm, now i'm filming it and i'm like hey uh that looks that looks pretty good dude you, you were said like it wasn't working you were like oh <laughs> Yeah. So, so we cut in a little spot on that to say, yeah, it seems like there was an incremental update to 80. seems like that fixed it, uh, which is great. Good, good on them. Good on them for fixing it and for it being corrected. Um, I didn't, I didn't want that not to work. I think that's a, that's a cool thing. Asus needs to get their pen out. Yeah. Um, and that's HP the needs to too. Like yeah, that's they've the got problem. a pen, got sell them. the thing. You have HP and then you have Lenovo coming with the Flex 5. Get your pens out the door. Is there pens? You support USI? Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, the USI initiative has listed all these third-party makers for a while that make white label ones. Why? I should be Where able to go they? on Amazon and buy one right now. Right. And you can't. Yeah. You they just need, can't. They you need have to devices get out the door. coming out. We need the pens. Yeah. Right. 
But that said, it, it works like you'd expect it to. Um, they're going to have like a clip, I think, that'll go on the side. I'm not, I have no idea how that's going to work. Um, there are clearly magnets there because I was able to magnet sort of the HP pen that's got its own magnets. It's nowhere near as good as the connection on the 12B Chromebook. It just shoop, it is on there tight, which we've got to do a review on that device. Mm-hmm. It's a cool little Chromebook. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, all that to say, there are good things. There are bad things to me. Like, it's not like, oh, you know, these are give or take, but there's all good stuff, you know, so it's genuinely a good review. It is this very neutral, like, it's it's one of the few times I've ended up a, a review and said, should you buy this? Most of you, I don't right now know. Yeah. I, there's just no way in good conscience I can look at anyone in the eye and be like, yeah, this, you're going to love this Chromebook. Like, mm, yeah, because especially when you have, I mean, the Flex 5 misses a couple things. You don't get the biometrics. Yeah. But for $410, you can get pretty much the same internals as it's the, the i3-8 right? gig. And from what we saw in Vegas, hands-on with it, it's a good it's device. It's going to be solid. Yeah. yeah, back to value factor for 400 even at $450, way more bang for the buck. And if you've been around for a little while, if you remember the Dell Chromebook 13. Yeah. The, Lulu. The, yeah, the uh, <laughs> carbon fiber top, you know, black, very businessy that's looking what it thing. feels like. Like, imagine that as a convertible. Yeah. That's kind of a little bit thinner. Yeah. That's the, it has that very just But it's squared off, so it has kind of a, I mean, it, it's kind of pixel book square. Every, all the edges are 90 degrees, and it just, it's a nice looking device. Yeah. yeah. And nice. it's, it's going to be, I, those types of devices, I think, will be. And there's going to be more. Right. Those are going to be the ones <laughs> you know? that are really going to kill it. Yeah. Ho- hopefully, HP doesn't forget the X360 14, because they killed with it. They could just do it again. do that I mean, same thing. Yeah. You know, fix the hinge up a little bit, give it a little better screen. Yeah, change uh, the hinge, please. So, so let me let me ask this. I mean, the the Asus was the first, right? Yeah. Yep, first one. So, you said this in the review. We got to wait for all these other ones to come out because all these other ones might come out, and we might review all them and say, well, you know. Given everything else, like this one is pretty good. Now it is the best, right? Yeah, I mean, so they, they so it's a weird, be the best. it's a weird thing. Like, do you think they maybe shot themselves in the foot a little bit by being the first one out the door? Everyone's maybe more critical. Well, I don't want to say everyone. We as cr- true Chromebook enthusiasts, I right. think they shot themselves in the foot and every other manufacturer by not watching our reviews of their previous models. <laughs> Very true. Honestly, though, I mean, it seems like manufacturers put out devices and then ignore the biggest complaints from the consumer, who are the people that are making paying for these devices. Right. I mean, that's yeah. what it that's what it looks like. I right. mean, yeah. And then you've got the flip of that that we'll get to in a minute uh, in the Galaxy Chromebook, which is even more expensive, but in almost every way like pulls off the premium device. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it, it really does deliver on almost everything. And in the one spot like that has already been an issue, the battery life that, that we've, we've written about people have talked about other reviewers have, have banged on it. I think there's some conversation that could be had around, yeah. around the battery and why it, um, I don't want to say it's acceptable. Like, I don't want to say like, Oh, this is, this is fine. Why are you all getting upset about this? Like, there, there are parts of it that are a bummer. There's, but, there's maybe an explanation. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a way to think about it. And I think there's a few things that they're going to, it looks like, that are going to happen that might help uh, mitigate it a little bit. Um, they're not going to solve this. Um, and we'll, we're going to talk about all that. But 
I don't think it's enough. It's not enough for me to say, don't buy this Chromebook. You just need to know what you're getting going in and realize that, you know, I, I don't want to give the review away at this point, And I'm still formulating opinions on a lot of things with this Chromebook. But otherwise, oh my God. Yeah. This Chromebook is amazing. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. So let's take a quick break for an ad and we'll come back and talk about the Samsung Galaxy Chromebook. And then we're also going to talk about the launch pause relaunch of Chrome OS 81. So stay tuned. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Alrighty, welcome back everybody. Uh, as we said, we've got a couple other things here to talk about. Uh, and the first one is the Samsung Galaxy Chromebook. And uh, we did an unboxing of that on Monday. Like we were saying, it's been a busy week. We had the 100K, we did a review of the Asus, and then we Robbie drove to Louisville and picked up the Samsung. We did an unboxing of that. And I'm looking at the box over there, and, and I just want to mention something with both of these devices. Thank you, Asus and Samsung, for putting together some cool packaging for Chromebooks. Yeah. How many yes. how many unboxings have we done where you're like, well, brown here it is. Box. Here's the brown Asus box and uh, or whoever. And here we go. We're going to open it up. There's a weird little cardboard divider. Oh, here's the charger and then the device has, you know, little side uh, protector things and here's the device. I mean, right. how many of those have we done? I even know like in the in the unboxing, you grab off the two little ends and throw them on the side. You know, what I mean, it's like it's, a, right. it's almost part of the unboxing, and and it's it's not. It like was that. different. It was all white, both of them, uh, all white boxes. So it was interesting. And they just look, and and, and they they put a little bit of time and effort, mm -hmm. some design. The uh, the Samsung has these nice rounded corners, almost similar to the device. You know, the device has these little nice rounded tops, uh, and. You know, I don't know. It's it's just it's just cool. I appreciate it, and I just I want I don't want that to go unsaid. Yeah, uh, and I think for devices that come in at this price range, that that's just part of the experience. Like Google has always done a good job of that. Um, both of the Chromebook Pixels and then the Pixelbook, the Pixel Slate, and the Pixelbook Go all come in just very nice packaging. Like it's just part of the experience of of owning a nicer device. Um, I don't think anyone expects this when you buy a $300 Chromebook or a $400 Chromebook. Like, yeah, put it in whatever. You know, put it in bubble wrap for all I care. I don't, you know, it doesn't matter. But when you get a nicer device, like, I mean, all of, part of all it. of the last year flagships, I don't think any of them had nice no. packaging, did they? Mm -mm. No, yeah. all, this, all the same normal stuff aside from the Pixelbook Go. Um, it's brown box, black. Yep. HP and, does a good job of the internal packaging, but the packaging itself is still just Yeah, and, it, and it's fine. Yeah. Like honestly for for normal mid-range to low-end Chromebooks, that that's fine. That's perfectly acceptable. There's no reason for you to increase the price of this device, you know, to make a nicer box. Like please don't. Um but when we get into this price bracket, it feels like hey, this should be part of the experience overall the device. Like you're buying a premium device, it should feel that way. And it's 
we also have to pause and, and, and remember too that we're talking like top end, right? This is the most expensive Chromebook you can buy, right? It's $999, and that's not a small amount of money, especially in the times we're in right now where countless people are out of work and things are just absolutely crazy with our economy and the world in general. So I th- I'm not, I don't want to dismiss that $1,000 is a lot of money. However, um, go and try to buy a very premium Chromebook or a premium laptop in the Windows or Microsoft category that's 1000 bucks. Um, I think you can get the, um, uh, MacBook air. Does it start at nine ninety nine? I think the, I don't know. I saw some articles recently where, uh, some of the big tech publications were like, finally, a Apple computer is nine ninety nine. I think Again, the new MacBook air is nine. I, I starts have, the, the I don't entry even, level. But I don't, I don't keep up with it. It's like Samsung but. or Microsoft or Apple saying MacBooks <laughs> start here and go up, way, way up, obviously. Um, you know, to, to really dig in and get a great MacBook, a new MacBook, you're, you're going to drop $1,600, $1,700. Minimum. At least. Um, and so, and it's the same with Windows, too. People keep saying, well, you can go buy a Windows device for five or $600. Sure you can. Go over to Best Buy and tell me what you'll get for five or $600. We have one downstairs, and it's a <clears throat> colossal piece of beep. Yeah. I mean, and so... <laughs> It's not apples to apples when we talk about that um, and value proposition and all that stuff pays, you know, plays into all this because if you're not a Chromebook user, if, if you rely on Final Cut, for instance, for your job, got to have Final Cut. It's the way I make my money and make my living. Guess what you're buying? A $200 Chromebook is a terrible value proposition for you because that's not a value to you as a user. So that you got to think about that stuff and value proposition. But when we talk about like spending X amount of dollars for X type of hardware, Chromebook still outpace everything when you talk about the, the amount of money you spend for the features you get under your hands. Um, and so that's, that's what we got to kind of look at when we look at the Samsung. Um, so the, the pixel book debuted, 2017 is that right yes 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 2017 yeah we so, went to we went to so uh, we're two and a half years on so we went to san francisco went for that to one. san francisco for that one um, that was fun was it <laughs> <laughs> which part joe <laughs> was it uh, i had a good time it was time. a weird time for me it was okay yeah i, I didn't love san francisco no, going to mountain view was cool Yes, that was. Um, and I had some, but like, we, my back but was we, really jacked up while we were out we there. Ro- <laughs> Joe's back was jacked up when he got back. Yeah. We, we rode in an Uber or Lyft out there. It was like 45 minutes to get yeah. to Mountain View. Was and that, was, and we was that know, where you almost fell asleep. died in the Uber? Not, yeah. not that no, trip. Yeah. No, no, it that trip. It was going trip, down, the, down the hill. That was just San Francisco. That was yeah. that first night we got there. We went down to yeah. you know downtown to, yeah. to mess around. What's that place called? Their little harbor area. They yeah. call it something, uh, the wharf or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that sounds good. Sure. Um, yeah, that the trip to uh, out to Mountain View is one where we all fell asleep. The dude put on like some slow jazz. Like slow jazz <laughs> and let us all conk out. Oh, we all yeah. went to sleep. That, that was great. Yeah, and this, then we couldn't figure out how to get back. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, just because right. there's public transportation for Google employees. Right. But we couldn't get it was because the the business, <laughs> it was such a surge. Like it was hundreds of dollars. Yeah. For us to so get like a, a, a Lyft back. or an Uber went from like 30 bucks to 
$180, and we ended up walking and we ended up a at couple miles. Out Burger. We went to yeah. Burger. It was yeah. great. And they just called our lift from there. But it, it was like walking, like the town we oh, live in is man. pretty rural. And uh, if you, you could get most places by walking, yeah, but, but you, you don't the really town want is to. not set up yeah. for like tons no. of pedestrian traffic outside of the downtown area. And it felt like that. That's kind of uh, how it was, yeah. Yeah, it was just like we were walking across bridges that didn't really have sidewalks, and yeah. like it was great. Then we had some weird. people try to break into our Airbnb. And oh yeah, it was great. not really. That they, was the night before the event. Yeah, they thought that our room was their room. I, I don't know. I don't they're know. They're knocking on the door. I don't know what happened. And I opened the door. I'm like, can I help you? <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, this is our room. I'm like, no, it's not. Nope. So that. <laughs> was not a great trip. I actually I look back on it I didn't like most like, of that. Actually, that was pretty miserable. There's some cool things like going to the Twitter headquarters, yeah. we worked there and um but well, like there I had in a, that one hall we were going to film in that looked uh, so amazing we had and then that security shot. guard comes out and he's like you can't film here. Yeah. But why though? Yeah. We just can't. Yeah. Well, and we had we had a, we had okay. a we had a little bit of a stressful event also because we won't get into it, but there was just some rigmarole that we had to do to, oh, yeah, to get footage. Right. Let's just say. Oh yeah. So that's right. So there was that. <laughs> uh, no, let, let's say. just let's just actually also, now that I think about it, that was an awful trip. Just, it was horrible. Let's just also say uh, I decided to stay uh, a couple extra days. I had a sinus infection. And was pretty much miserable. I was if you would have stopped smoking all them camels. I was Ugh. I was chain smoking cigarettes. Camels. Camels. Uh, that's false. I do not smoke cigarettes. <laughs> Got Robbie banned from Airbnb. <laughs> I am a. No, I'm just kidding. I, I am a, a runner, mountain biker. At, yeah, snow sm- snoking. <laughs> <laughs> We're good at talking Why? today. It's good. <laughs> Quarantine brain. Uh, so I stayed. I stayed extra and. Uh, Went out and went and got some pizza, had some beverages, and uh, came back to the room, the Airbnb, and the lock was changed. The mm-hmm. code to get in. I had to call Robbie, which, you Let's know. Let's remember was, time change. He was on Eastern time. I had to call him. I had, I had messaged you on WhatsApp, or Allo at that time. I, was, I wasn't getting a response. I was like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. So, so I like called you. Woke up to a bunch of missed calls. Yeah. Like, so I, yeah, I, he's I called, calling everybody. <laughs> I called you, and I'm like, dude, I, I can't get in. I went up, and I knocked on what I thought was, like, the owner. Uh-huh. And it's, like, this weird Airbnb hostel type thing. It was super weird. Yeah. And I was like, I can't. I can't, I can't get in. I, I don't know what to do. And you were like, yeah, here's the code. And I put it in right there with you on the phone. Yeah. I was like, dude, it is not working. She had, she had changed the locks yeah. and hadn't told us. Which doesn't surprise. At, and, at post, after going through all of it, I'm like, it doesn't surprise me at all. Because so like, you were smoking on her property. Yeah, so then let's just say I was trying to get over the fence and may or may not have fallen. And uh, yeah, it was miserable. Yeah, this was it not was a awful. fence, by the way. This was a, it's like a privacy wrought, fence. This was like a 12-foot tall wrought iron gun. <laughs> Gate. <laughs> yeah, it's a gate. It's a gate. Yeah. It's not a fence. And I fell from the top onto my back. <laughs> and <laughs> that's not all you did. Uh, you left something in San Francisco yeah. too, didn't you? And, and so then I'm I mean, it knocked I don't know, it knocked my breath out of me, obviously, but it hurt my back pretty bad. Yeah, you were jacked like, up for a while. I had to like crawl to the room. Well, I guess she thought she didn't answer. She didn't. She didn't let me in. That would have been crazy. But she called the cops to say that you know somebody broke in or whatever, or that I was smoking. I mean, did she call the cops because she did break in? She called the cops because you were like 
she said you were harassing or so, I don't know something like whatever trying to get in right she was just trying to get into the the room so I because I don't know maybe the upstairs was a guest I I don't know I, I think that's what it was I think I the upstairs know. was a guest and they may have called her yeah. and said hey there's somebody out here like, like prying trying to around get in. Yeah. or something that's what happened yeah and so then you know I'm uh I leave the next morning thank God finally got in the room got out and um. And yeah, she she messages Robbie and is like, "This blah 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 and all this crap and trying to break in and doing all this." So and, she sends me a picture and then, of and then was smoking cigarettes in the cigarettes. room. No, she said you were smoking out back, but there was no smoking on the property. And I'm just like, yeah. So for for context here, this was a very large house in San Francisco that she has subdivided into an Airbnb. Yeah. So there was probably I don't know six rooms, maybe. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Well, counting the there main were, and the people there. next to us were partying. Were, yeah, they, they were, were partying. partying and they were smoking other things because they had the oh, window yeah. open and I walked right through it. But they have a laundry room and everything, and uh, yeah, she yeah. <laughs> accused she's, Joe of all kinds, so all Robbie, sort of and, things, and like rightfully so. Robbie messages me, and was like, "Dude, not cool! Like, what the hell, you know?" And I was I'm like, like, "You like drinking and smoking?" And what I'm the hell like, are you doing? "I'm like, what?" So I'm like sitting in the airport, feeling absolutely miserable because I have a sinus infection. I've just fallen on my back, and I'm furious. I was afraid I was going to miss my flight. Like, it was awful. And so I'm calling Robbie, and I'm like, dude, I do not know what she is talking about. And I had to give you the full story. Well, then you message her, and she's like, I don't even know what her response yeah, like was. As, as she, she started putting stuff figuring together, figuring out I'm what like, had happened, you're making stuff up. Yeah, as, you don't know what happened. Yeah, and so it became yeah. really clear that this person was yeah. not quite stable. Yeah, and so I, yeah, made it nice. Like, sorry, this happened. You know, yeah. let's not take this any farther and we moved on so yeah, yeah. looking back fun trip good good trip yeah fun Glad trip. we brought that up <clears throat> yeah, good fun time. Trip. <laughs> yeah our trips to new york have been way better so much better yeah so, so much better all right moving on i'm uh, sorry we had to we had to anyway it's all it's, that to say quarantine has been weird yeah. you know we gotta have story time here and there in all right, 2017 pixelbook came out 999 dollars. same right. price point as this when we look at that device next to this Apart from battery life, this thing runs circles around the Pixelbook in every every way. The build is a little bit better. The Pixelbook's still fantastic mm-hmm. in the way it's built. It's a little bit thinner. Um, it's just as rigid feeling. I think I think it's more attractive. Um, that that barely, you know, like yeah. they're both just good looking devices. The screen on this thing is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I mean, like. It, it's, I saw somebody reviewing it. Everything uh, they they were putting. I haven't even put the Lux meter up to it yet to see. Uh, he was getting like seven hundred and fifty nits out of it, <laughs> and it's searingly bright. Like I, I had to seven fifty. Yeah, that so what I you just I, said? I, I'd reset it last night, and we were sitting in the living room. You know, just had kind of lamps on or whatever. And when that Chrome screen comes on, it comes on full blast. Yep. And it felt like somebody shot a spotlight in my face. I was just like, oh my God. It's like that thing where you see the outline afterwards. Maybe that's the battery problem. Yeah, there's your issue. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, the refresh rate on the screen. I will say like at close range with solid colors, this is clearly a pentile matrix, if that makes any difference to you. People got really bent out of shape about pentile displays like back in the HTC One, if you remember that. HTC One and One X and One S. One of those came with a pentile matrix. And before phone resolutions got really high, 
pentile matrices are just a different way that R, the RGB pattern gets laid out. So RGB, it's just boom, boom, boom. Every pixel has three subpixels, red, green, blue. Do, 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 do. They line up perfectly. Uh, pentile, kind of. Th there's multiple ways to do that, but you offset those pixels so that each subpixel doesn't necessarily have all three colors. And so it, you can get, people get really nerdy about pentile versus RGB and, and the differences. But when the, the pixel density is not high enough, it can create some visual uh, inconsistencies, we'll say, and you usually see it on solid colors. Right. And so I've I've noticed it at times on this, and it's hard to see. It's a it's a it's a very weird thing for your eyes. Like where I'm sitting right now, can't can't see it at all. But if I put it in tablet mode and kind of get it up close to my face, only on perfectly solid colors will you see this. Um, it reminds me of like carbon fiber, mm -hmm. um, that kind of like thatched look. Um, and it's, yeah, it's if you go faint, go look at our website faint. and look at the background on each side of each article, you will it's see there's like a that. very subtle background. It's kind of like that where you kind of see a texture and you only see it on certain colors. Right, but yeah, and it's, it's always solid. Yeah. But again, at normal using distance, you don't see it, and it's just part of pentile. Like, And it's almost <laughs> like the environmental lighting is different because what you're seeing is you're seeing through the entire uh, pixel itself. Um, your eyes are able to somehow pick up on that. So I do, I am color deficient, but I've got like 20, whatever a bump up from 2020 vision is. So I've, I've got good eyes as far as like being able to focus on stuff. So there, there's a chance that most people wouldn't even see this, right. wouldn't even notice it. Um, so I don't, I don't even want to knock it. I've looked around to see if anybody's even talked about it. And literally no one is. Yeah, has we, we were talking it, so. about it the other day, and I, I wasn't aware of how common this was. Uh, there's a slew of phones that use it, still use it today. Mm -hmm. But even like Robbie said, the the resolution's so high you don't see it. But Samsung right. is actually known for using it on uh, computing devices. Oh, yeah. uh, they've sworn it off on televisions because TVs are too big. But right. They used it a lot on computing devices. Some people don't like that because then you technically aren't 4K. Right. If it's you like get in between. Yeah, it's in between two and four if you want to be technical about it. But um, you don't, you just, like Robbie said, you don't notice it unless you're up against the screen. So. Yeah. And it's been less even um, over the last couple of days. Like at, at first, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a thing. But I don't know if I was just sitting in the right place when I was seeing it a lot that one day or whatever, but you need to know that that's, that's there. But other than that, like, yeah, the refresh rate, I don't know if it's anything above 60, but maybe because it's AMOLED and it just does a better job. Everything just looks so much smoother. All the animations look buttery. so much more buttery. And when you would like it, the brightness is there. Like I feel pretty confident. I could probably walk right outside in the sun and no problem. It's going to demolish my battery and that's the thing about the battery you've got to understand. All the power that you could possibly want, because I went through, I'm not even going to outline all the tests, but I I was running all these tests against this and the Pixelbook Go, and the Pixelbook Go was demolishing it. And I'm trying to figure out, like, is it just the screen? So I was just using an external monitor with no internal monitor going to really run tests and see, like, where's the battery drain coming from? And then Gabe reminded me, the Pixelbook Go uses a Y-series processor that's 5 watt tdp this thing is a u series it uses 15 watt tdp so i was comparing apples to oranges so then i got the asus out even though it's an i3 very similar structures mm -hmm. it's got a smaller battery than this this one actually has the same size a slightly larger battery than the pixelbook go at 48 watt hours the pixelbook go i think is 47 uh, i think if i'm right anyway so th i thought those were similar but Again, the, the processor power draw is so different. I couldn't compare those. So once I compared this to the Asus, under 
controlled circumstances where they're running the exact same thing and then I can, you know, um, do some math to adjust the Asus's battery because it's a 42 watt hour battery. And once I did all that stuff, they ended up being basically the same. So the culprit in this at this at this point right now is a it's a U series processor, and from what I can tell, you're looking at 15 to 20 percent of your allotted power gone right off the right off the bat when you're comparing it to a Y series processor. So you're you're just going to lose that. So if the if battery sizes are the same, just chop 20 percent off. It's already gone. Uh, second is it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of governing going on uh, with with U series processors, and so what that means is this thing just is just like wide open all the time. Uh, and the minute you ask for it, it gives it to you. And that's, that's great. Um, but I don't think that's a good idea for Chrome OS. I think, um, there should be a way to, to temper that a little bit, especially when I'm off charger, turn like, it down, the, like the, calm the thing down, put a governor on it. Like the, it, yeah. it needs to calm down. The MacBooks have, I forget what they call it. I think it's called power saving mode. I think yeah, it's called in, power in Windows, saving. Windows yeah. has had this since like Windows Years, 95, yeah. I think. You basically can go into a setting and it's it's a pain in the butt to get to and it still is. I think it's still buried in the regular old school control panel stuff on Windows the last I checked. Because yeah, I set it up on the on the uh, surface. Uh, surface. But you, you can go in there and basically say, hey, when I'm off battery, do this. When I'm on battery, do this. When I'm on battery and plugged into such and such, or you know, you can you can set some different things. It looks like from a commit that's that showed up, got reviewed, and has already been merged. Like they're pushing to get some governing, not just not just CPU governing, but also the ability for users to set that CPU mm-hmm. governing has already been pushed through um, pretty quick. So my guess is it's for hatch devices. They need this on U series. Yeah, because if they could leverage the, those processors in a way where they are throttling them and only accessing certain cores for certain things, it could probably it could substantially increase oh, the yeah. battery life yeah. of these devices. Because, yeah. like you said, if it's just running full, because we we tested some stuff yesterday with the task manager, and it's like CPU usage was through the roof for no reason. I mean, right. it's like it small feels like, tasks running, and the CPU's like going nuts. You know, when you put your car in like overdrive or like sport mode or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, it just allows that RPM to sit high just so that it's ready for you when you touch the gas. Yeah. That That's fine. If I'm plugged in when I'm not, you got to yeah. calm it down. And it shows in the, like some of the reviewers have said the the charging is slow on it too. That's the charging, the charging is slow. If you're using it, it is, it's super slow. If I close it down and charge it, it charges just as fast as anything else. It's because there's no governing happening on this, on this processor. And so two things you have to think about. This thing has more power than any Chromebook I've ever used. I I was trying to get the battery down to a certain level to match where I was on the Asus so that I could run some tests. I forgot and I left this plugged in. The Asus was down to like 80% or something. So I'm like, ah, oh, man, I can I can pluck off 20% off the top of this thing in like two minutes. And so <laughs> I, I ramp up um, four quad HD YouTube videos at the same time. Um, I started playing music and just turned it down. You, but was, was it playing. one of our videos? Yeah, four of our videos. Nice. Um, and kept <laughs> repeating them. I put, I opened up the WebGL experiments from Google, which like there's one that has this like horse looking thing and there's stuff like flying around it constantly. So all these objects being rendered in 3D and you can change the bloom and the speed of those things. And there's another thing with a spinny deal and there's this other graphical crap coming out of the world that you can spin the world around. So I'm running four WebGL experiences. So those are all drawing on the GPU and the CPU. I mean, they're, they're very intensive activities. Those are all running. Four videos running, music running in the background, WhatsApp going. 
Uh, I had like six or seven other tabs open of just things so that advertisements could be running. Uh, so I had our site, The Verge, Android Central, all that stuff going. And then I go to Chrome and Box and I'm able to scroll around and move things around as if nothing else is happening on this Chromebook. Able to go to overview mode as if nothing else is happening. I'm like, this would completely cripple every other Chromebook I've ever tested. Guarantee it. It, it would cripple it, them. It might cripple our $2,600 MacBook. Yeah, I mean, honestly. And so all of this to say, because I don't want to give away the review. Um, when I said earlier this thing is put together and, and is awesome, it is. Um, it is thin, but it feels rigid. It's light, but it feels substantial. The keyboard's amazing. The trackpad feels great. It's got a built-in stylus. I mean, that's a preview. The review's going to go well. It, it just It's going to go well. There's too much to like here. The, the Achilles heel for this thing will come in the form of the battery, and I think it will come in the form of people realizing what they are buying, what, what it is that you are using, and if this is the right thing for you to use. Are you a person that's on the go all the time? Then we're going to have to think about that. And I'm, I'm trying now, I've had two days to obsess over the battery. I'm trying to just use the device now mm-hmm. and see what it really feels like to he, use the device. I said, said I was going to do that yesterday. He said that yesterday. Not. Remember that, Gabe? And now I've got that? a whole like list of like... <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to obsess over the battery. I'm just going to use this thing. I'm just going to use it. <laughs> so... Like and I even sat and watched uh, like the nightly news on it. I pulled it up, um, you know, to watch. Uh, I was just going to watch a few minutes of it, and I ended up just sitting there watching it on the on this device because the, the screen is so, gosh, the colors and just oh, it's it's wonderful. Like it's a great device, um, and I think there's going to be some software updates. Speaking with a Google product manager about this device, you know, they wanted to have 81 out the door before this thing even went on the market. Right. It's still, of, of the devices, we're going to talk about 81 here in a second, it still doesn't have 81 yet. Um, and there's some clear bugs. Um, they're not like game changer bugs, but like the, in 81 beta, the, the bottom bar of this thing goes, it fades out. Like it yeah. fades in color until you hover over it again and it glows back up. Well, it's like they halfway did that. And so the, the, the bar is, it keeps going like transparent. Yeah. Like look at somebody it right now. What said is it something, doing? Yeah. Somebody said something about their notification area being like a sick blue color. Yeah. Or, it's, and I was like, it's busted. Was it on this one or on the Asus when you were pulling up the uh, pen stuff and it was like all dark blue? Well, that's I wrote an article about that. Oh, like that was the yeah. This one's still white, but if I go into into eighty three on everything that has a pen, it always comes up black. So it's it tells like me that dark, dark mode. mode. Yeah, t- I think dark half, mode's on the way. Half dark mode, kind of sort of yeah. dark mode. But yeah, so for right now, I'm just hiding my shelf until. 81 shows so up because 81 bugs, yeah. does fix it. Yeah, I'm just yeah. trying to, I want to stay in stable, you know, so you that I can review it properly. you think 81 will have the governor stuff? Mm. Uh, probably not because uh, it just got merged two days ago. I mean, it could. I mean, they could once push it, it through. Once it gets merged, yeah. though, it's... Well, it gets merged into a build. That, well, they, they, they could be holding 81 back to get that right. merged in and put it in. Right. That's what I'm, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm maybe I suggesting. I don't Possibly. know these things. That'll be my Possibly. after lunch research there. Because um, that would be dope. Yeah, because it, it needs to. And that would that be awesome to happen. To happen it's going to help. It'll help the Asus too. It's going to help we, the Asus. If that yeah, could happen. All these devices. Is there someone we can ask <laughs> and say, um, I've got we're working on a review. Yeah, I can, can ask Can you let us know? Yeah, because the conversation we were having was about battery life. Because it would change. And he said there were some work, there were some fixes in 81 that they're hoping will help. Um, I want to temper all of that by saying there's nothing they're going to do from a software perspective 
that's just going to magically give this thing 12 hours of battery life. That is not going to happen. So don't go into this thing expecting you to buy a machine that's going to be a battery champ. It's not going to be that. <laughs> it's It's got too much horsepower under the hood. That's like going and buying a souped-up Mustang or Corvette and really hoping for that 50 miles to the gallon. Like, those two don't work. Like, it, you yeah. have to have a gas tank the size of the car to... Yeah. to well, that wouldn't even work. That doesn't even work in in uh, in cars. That <laughs> you can't just add a bigger gas tank yeah, and get it's, more. It's not going to. Well, you could get more mileage. It's not going to so, change the efficiency. Yeah. So if you're just going, hey, I want to be able to go drive to Atlanta from Louisville let's, on one tank of gas. There, no, you're not going to get a, that. We're going to make a YouTube video about this because Robbie knows more about batteries now than I think anyone. We're going to make a little animated uh, YouTube video, and it's going to be this car driving, and we're going to show people why this, this big, is the way it is. This yeah. massive this massive gas tank on yeah. the back of a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's, and it, A lot of people would argue, hey, why didn't you just make it a little heavier with a bigger battery? Like You should have compensated for this by putting... For the performance, for the efficiency of it. The Pixelbook Go did this exact thing. So the Pixelbook Go 4K model adds another 10 watt hours to the battery. So it goes up to a 56 watt hour battery uh, or 57 watt hour battery. What's in this one? 42? 46.9. Okay. um, it's it's a 47 watt hour versus the 46 on the Pixelbook Go. So that's why I initially was like, oh, this is pretty close. They're both high yeah. fives. Okay. Let's put those. Um, and so yeah, they added 10 watt hours to the battery to compensate for the 4K screen. Now we have not reviewed the 4K version of the Pixelbook Go, but we're I would, gonna we're gonna go buy it. I would bet. I would bet, and I could be wrong, but I bet the screen isn't as bright as this. Um, and I, I would bet that. Like the product manager I was speaking with on Twitter also said LCD is a little more linear in its uh, power grade. So as you bump up percentage on the brightness, you equally kind of bump up the battery consumption. It's just kind of, they kind of, it's not exactly linear, but somewhat uh, a lot more than, than um, AMOLED. So AMOLED has this like hockey stick exponential thing. So you go like 40, 50% and you see a little bit more battery draw, but the minute you get over that 50% hump, it just starts destroying your battery because it gets so much um, optically brighter at those. And I don't, I don't understand enough about screen technology, but I can tell you just looking at it, you know, you go 40, 50%, 60, it's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Whoa. And then and all of a sudden, it's just like insanely bright. Like it's this really, really sharp wedge. And so if you end up cranking your your display brightness up to 80 or 90%, it's not that you're um, cutting your battery, you know, by 20 or 30% for over 60%. You're like cutting it by half or by 60%. You know, it's like it is not linear. It's not like, oh, I, I went up this much percent, so I'm going to draw that much percent on the battery. It doesn't work like that, especially with AMOLED. It gets increasingly power hungry the brighter it gets. Uh, from what I've read, a lot of that has to do with the way AMOLED works. So pixels are true black. And so to get that searing bright through, um, through that particular pixel, it takes even more energy, even though once it comes through, it's more true white and truer color. Like I, there's a ton that goes into, and we've, we've talked about it on the YouTube channel, like dealing with how weird light is coming from a, just a light on someone's face, mm-hmm. like how different a couple inches makes and how light rolls off as you get away from it. And it, it, it there's so much involved. It's not just as simple as this screen is this bright and takes up this much battery. Like when this one gets in the top end, only use it when you need it. Uh, it it's just like the, the CPU inside. Stop cranking it all the way up if you don't need it. And so the other thing they're adding 
on hatchboards is, is full auto brightness. They're going to turn this on on all hatchboards. They've already merged another commit that's turning it on for this. So we have ambient color. So it'll like, if it's, if you're in a yellowy room, it'll kind of yellow things out. Or if you're in a very white room, it'll whiten things up or whatever. Uh, iPads have done this and it's good for your eyes. Apparently I don't like it. I turn it off, but, um, they've got that in here, but they don't have auto brightness turned on like full blown auto brightness where it just is. I think the Pixelbook go does this. Um, it, but it, the minute you adjust the brightness, it will stop doing it until right. you, I think yeah. until you log out, um, or until maybe you close the lid. I can't remember when it restarts, but it will do this on its own. There's no setting for it. I don't know that there will be a setting for it on here either. However, um, the, the combination of, of some governing whenever, whenever you're off battery and the ability to for auto brightness to just do its thing. Um, cause most people, me included, um, will tend to probably crank the brightness up a little more than we need on, on our displays. And a, it's not good for your eyes to begin with. Um, but B for this device, it's terrible on its battery. So the more you can think about it and it can, it can roll back the, the more conserved the battery life is going to be. And you know, like I've used this last night, I was at 60% when we sat down here, the screen has been on the whole time. It's been at a great, uh, we're probably, yeah, a notch under or something like that. 50%. So it's very comfortable to view. You know, I got 41%. I got four hours left. Um, so I mean, there are ways to get eight hours out of this. You just have to adjust the way that you use it. And I would posit that this Chromebook is good enough. It's so many other things. It might just end up being, cause I'm back and forth. Like, am I going to keep this thing with this kind of battery life or not? Cause it's, I, I put this money down. This isn't Chrome Unboxed money. This is me. This is mm-hmm. my device. Am I going to keep it? Um, and at first, first couple of days, cause this is the way I am. Things aren't perfect. I, Send I, it back. Yep. I push back <laughs> immediately. I just, no, 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 I don't want it. And, you know, it's in my mind. I'm like, cool. When I'm done with this review, I'm, I'm sending it back because the battery life's not good enough, but it has, it is so much better than so many other Chromebooks. It's so many things that I'm, I want the battery to work out. Um, and so I'm hoping that some of the things that they're going to add versus me changing a few of my expectations of this device um, that I think are realistic. Again, it's not like, Oh, thousand dollar Chromebook has bad battery, not worth it. No thousand dollar Chromebook has performance. Unlike anything we've seen before and a screen that gets brighter than anything we've seen before. So if you'll use it properly, it's fine. But you can't just go willy-nilly with this thing uh, because I, it will go But I also control. believe that Intel and Samsung and Google and whoever else is involved with these can get together. We've seen this happen with phones a million times. They can do something, and we're, hopefully we're already seeing that, to improve the battery yes, life. Of absolutely. absolutely. Like it, it, does, it, it shouldn't be a, oh, this device is incredible, but it should be, hey, the battery life isn't the best on the market, but it's good. Because at the end of the day, it's still a Project Athena device, and consumers have an average expectation of battery life. And it shouldn't be eight and a half hours of battery life if you meet all of these criteria. Sure. It should be eight and a half hours of battery general life use. for average I mean, real general world. use. And that's what Athena says. Like the, the Project Athena spec is 10 hours of real world use. Yeah. Well, here's the one of the things I found out in all of this and speaking with, again, with this this uh, product lead, is that all Chromebooks, and I would guess probably if, if Chromebooks are tested like this for the Project Athena spec, then Windows yeah, ones are too. this is very interesting. They're all tested and rated, power load rated, at 80 nits. It doesn't matter how bright the screen can get. They get it to about 80 nits measured brightness, 
and then they do their testing to say, hey, this in real world solutions. And at first I was like, that is terrible. Like who uses their device at 80 nits? So he said, I, for the Samsung, and this is, again, I said 700 nits, right? So you would think that 10%, no. Um, 80 nits is around 40 to 45% brightness. So that tells you how, how quick this thing ramps up towards the end. Um, and he said, go to 50%, hit down one notch. That's pretty pretty ballpark of where we would have tested this device. And, wow. Okay, cool. So I did so. And yeah, battery jumps up to eight hours, like easily. And, and that's with me using it. Um, so... All Chromebooks, apparently, and I would say Windows devices are too. They're power rated at 80 nits. And at first, I was like, that's too that's too dim. But my working situation is different than, than a lot. Like, I literally sit right next to a window. Um, the minute I got this thing home, I was using it. Like, last night when I was watching stuff and doing stuff on it, I was actually a notch under that. Um, the entire evening so because it was 40 percent maybe for 30 35 percent yeah. because it was too bright like yeah. it was uncomfortable to use uh, brighter than that so for lamp lit room without a bunch of sunlight flooding in 80 nits i think is probably actually usable once you let your eyes adjust to it and it was more comfortable to use that way um i again i i'll, I'll end up on the end of using too much brightness sometimes um probably to my detriment um but it's interesting to know that that's where they test them. So, so let me let me just say this real quick. Obviously, you're still form, forming some of your ideas on this device, and yes. obviously, stay tuned for the review on this thing. I think it's going to be a good one. Um, I I'm not I'm not saying that we do everything perfect, but if if some people out there are wondering why we don't have a review out on this yet, and well, I mean, we didn't get a we didn't get a uh, a, a embargoed device early or anything so that's part of it right. but also part of it and this i think is a testament to our our youtube channel and to our website is that you are thinking through this and figuring out exact well okay all these other reviewers have just said battery is is crap right and and you see i mean gosh dude we post stuff on on twitter and instagram and people are like, well, I've heard the battery is crap. Oh, yeah. That's everyone, why I had to go ahead and write something about it. Everyone is like, saying that. So you saw The Verge and Gadget say the battery life's bad. So, And, and I'm, again, not, I'm not trying to knock those guys. No, no. They are They are great at what they do. I love. Did Dieter do the... Who okay? Who did the who Monica did the Monica Chin? Yeah, okay. she seems to be covering their Chrome device yeah. right yeah. now. She's okay. she Asus but, as well. Yeah. yeah, But she's a... a a vetted person like she knows oh, what yeah. she's talking about yeah. and yet still there's just this weird little thing that really i mean how much time have you spent on this uh hours and hours and hours at least four to six hours yeah. total of actually like dedicating time to right. researching and talking and yeah yeah so i'm just i'm just tipping my hat to you sir i think it's important that that when we put things out on the internet we i want you all to know that that we are really digging into this stuff and figuring out, okay, well, everyone's saying this, but why? Yeah. And it's it, to be fair too. I don't want to be like, I do this with every Chromebook. Cause I don't, um, Chromebooks have had pretty normalized battery life, especially over the last year. It felt like everyone had the same size battery. Yeah, it was a non, you know, like you, you touch to ten, on it just because Yeah, yeah. eight to 10 hours, like it, everything was fine. And to be honest, it, I would check it every once in a while through the review period and then just kind of move on. Cause I'm like, yeah, seems like it's going to be where it's going to be. And I, I saw the reviews, and so immediately when I cracked this open, I I did the same kind of quick checks that I normally do, and those numbers were pretty alarming looking when I looked down there and go, oh, God. That's when Robbie you know, was like, I'm sending it back. Yeah, and so I'm like, they're right. Everything's bad about this. And uh, 
Um, but you know, I've had to kind of take a breath and that's, it's good that, that I'm reviewing this device. I'm not, um, just being Joe consumer and buying it. Cause honestly, if I, as a consumer, if I had, I bought it and a couple days in gone, Oh my God, the battery is terrible on this thing. It would have gone back, go back. But I'm like, no, I've got, I've got to see it through for the review anyway. I might as well see what's going on. Um, and it's caused me to dig in a little bit. The unfortunate part for Samsung is I'm sure some of this, um, Chrome OS being a little bit late. So if some of these fixes roll out in 81, this should have been on the devices, you know, or maybe you should have put them in beta or something. I don't know for those reviewers, because now you've got all this bad press out there that yeah. you've got to go fix. Um, you never get a second chance to make a first don't. impression. Um, even if they, even if they backtrack and do a second review, it, it doesn't matter. So many people matter. have already made up their minds yep. and people have and how many, Asus, how many people. people out there aren't like us and aren't always keeping up with the news. They saw the one review from, let's just use the verge as the example. I'm not trying right. to dog on them, but you know, let's just use the verge as the example. You know, they put out their review. A, a lot of people read their website. One person that was thinking about getting this sees that it's done. They're not going to get it. Right. And that's, and that sucks for Samsung because this device <laughs> delivers in so many ways. And yeah. if they fix the battery, if they figure out or not necessarily even fix the battery, if they would have maybe had it in, in beta so that it had right. some of these fixes or whatever. I don't know, man. It just, uh, it's a bummer. Yep. Yeah, so um, obviously, but like, we want to get a review yeah. out that that takes a lot of this yeah. stuff into account, and hopefully, some of these fixes will get pushed through. I'm going to reach out to my contact and say, "Hey, look, I saw these things. Yeah. Are these things headed for this 81 update for this? So, I, so that I can be looking out for them because I do want to. If is this if, is this unstable? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've been back and forth and stable and dev and yeah. Everyone uh, got 81 yesterday except. And that's what makes me, yeah, and that's what makes me think maybe did the yeah. Asus go to eighty one? Uh, yeah, yeah, hmm, that's weird. So I'm I'm hoping maybe they're holding it out specifically because I think um, the auto brightness thing is just for this yeah. right now. They're saying, yeah. like the commit says it's for Hatch, but right now they're they're getting it working on Kohaku, yeah. which yeah. is this device. So yeah, um, you know, because they need to do that and then maybe somehow even address it. Um, yeah, I, I really do. Yeah. Like, I think Samsung or yeah. Google needs to address it in an official way. If like, hey, this thing launched and due to, you know, maybe COVID-19 and coronavirus, we were a little behind and there were some bugs and there were some things that we didn't have fully fleshed out. Here's here's how this lays out. Is this a battery champ? No. But the battery's not as bad as it was reported to be, you know. Uh, when, when, as a reviewer, if you had the screen brightness cranked all the way up and it was off charge and you were running 15 different things trying to review it quickly so that you could get your review out. Because we do yeah, it. We all do it. Everyone does it. And your battery would have been crushed. And so then you're putting out right. a report saying that the battery is trash. And it's like, well... Yeah, under those circumstances, with those variables, and like you've said, right. you've outlined exactly, and I hope everyone understands this, like, using it a different way, if the governor stuff comes out, if auto brightness stuff comes out, like, you've said at what it was, what, 40% or whatever, you were getting eight hours or something, Yeah, right? I'm still tracking that right now. Yeah. I'm so at- there you go. I mean, it's just... Yeah, but like Gabe said, man, you don't get a second chance to make a first impression, and that you don't, uh, and that's unfortunate. But I mean, is what it is. The Pixel Book came so, out and had terrible reviews when it first came out, and it did out. just and fine. Started as and one of the best devices ever yeah, made. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it's I, got a chance. It so, does. Um, 
I, I told I told everyone at the beginning we had a lot to talk about, so I do want to touch on uh, Chrome 81, uh, even though we've been talking for a little while now, but it's important to know. So, Gabe, give us a hot take. Yeah, hot take. Uh, Google made good, and Chrome and Chrome OS 81 were released on Tuesday, April, April 7th. 7th. They did. It was later in the day. We were kind of starting to get antsy, thinking, uh, they're not going to do it, but they did, and it was there, and then a few hours later... People commenting, hey, the there is a server, a proxy server, where these updates are served from. So your device pings that server, and if there's an update, it downloads it, and blah, blah, blah. You know how updates work on Chrome OS. Anyways, that server had been rolled back to version 80. No explanation, no reason. The Chromebook form had an announcement about 81 saying it was here, but clearly there was some kind of hang-up, and they paused the update for the second time in a row because they did it with 80 also. Uh started looking there was a few different it wasn't one thing there were a few different things there were problems with linux apps there were problems with screen flickers there was problems with usb c ports there were problems with the files app being borked at the the <laughs> probably just a simple css thing but it was or something right. there was just a lot so they paused the update now a day later day and a half later the update's back 81 if you didn't already get 81 it's there now uh, there's a link in my article to a bug report list and it shows two or three very new bugs that happened just within the last two days. So those were probably the things that caused the pause, but there's been no word from Google and we don't know why it got paused, but it's back. So Chrome OS 81 is there. If you have an updated update, if you have a problem, alt shift I and send feedback so they can fix it. Yeah. So what, what are a couple of the key, um, new, Updates to Chrome OS uh, for this. You wrote that if you want to. Yeah, so they. There's a, there are quite a few, actually. Yeah, picture in picture for Android apps is uh, across, like across the board. The board. Yeah. Um, I tested Not a few. Not app specific anymore. Um, right. Doesn't seem to be. I, I'm guessing as long as they, the app has it working for Android phones, which picture in picture on Android phones has been around for yeah. so 18 months or something. It's just a blanket now. It's just like, hey, if it works on your Android app, works here. Um, I don't think it was announced, but instant tethering apparently is on for everyone now, or most people. I, so I, I'm, I'm telling I don't you, know. I may be crazy, but the the <clears throat> blog post that's out there now on the keyword that says, here's the new stuff that really focuses on... Tablet um, stuff, right? Yeah, all the tablet gestures. That post had language in it about picture-in-picture, um, picture, and it had language in it about instant tethering for everyone. Like I saw, I read it because I was like, oh, wow, it's on all Chromebooks. And then and it's gone. That blog post now is just about the tablet stuff. And I'm like, what happened? I, I sat there and looked for 30 minutes to go find where I read this. And I know it was on a Google thing. So it was either, you know, the developer blog or the keyword or something. And I, I couldn't find it. And I, I was convinced it was on the keyword because somebody else wrote an article about it. And I had after reading that, I'd immediately checked the keyword and went, "Oh, that's that's where they saw that," uh, because then the the update notes showed up for eighty one, and they don't say. I think the update notes actually do say all for all um, um, phones. The the tethering stuff works, but there's language in there about picture in picture that says it should work across all Android apps or something. And that language, I don't know. I, I read it at now one Now, when point the update came, that little, just see what's new on your Chromebook, that had a full pagination thing with all the instant tethering. Yeah. I can't get it on here because I'm on dev, but it was on there as well. Yeah. But you're right. It seems to have disappeared. Now, the Chromebook forum post from Alicia, the community manager, has a few of the items, but I don't think tethering's included there. 
Yeah, so there, I, I cited it from your article, yeah, and there was like, one point where it, it said all, and it was like even I remember it being italicized. All yeah, and, and we had we had users messaging us saying, "Hey, I just got to update eighty one, and it automatically you know right. tethered to my phone. That's great." So, and the thing is, like Chrome um, Chrome OS updates roll out, and they'll say that, and they'll put stuff behind flags for certain things on certain devices yeah. for a little bit of time, and then the flag will go away with an incremental update or something. I, but for most people, yes, tethering picture in picture, and then all the uh, tablet mode updates Which are awesome. But they are, yeah. they're, and they're going to be a little buggy here and there because um, some of them, they've been around for a little bit. We did a video a couple months ago about all this stuff coming. We thought it was going to be an 82. 82 got blown up, and so it looks like <laughs> they've moved some of them to 81. There's some stuff that's still not there yet uh, that's coming, uh, and that was the other thing in the blog post I saw. They were talking about the new tab strip in that yep, post. It's in and there, too. Is it in there now? I don't know. No, it was in the it was in the forum post i think i don't know where like i saw all this somewhere and then it just magically went away but the the tab strip thing they said is is still because uh, that was one of the bugs one of the bugs in the bug report link of all of the m1 stable updates the tab strip not working or something with the tab strip was one of the bugs so. and that's the little extra little drop down where it has the kind of big so, boxes yeah. for your tabs. yeah so in, in tablet mode the whole tab bar goes away uh on chrome it's much easier to tap oh, oh yeah, it's, it's great. wonderful um you can just pull down or you can hit the the little tab button yeah. tells you how many tabs you got open this big thing opens up and they got tabs that you can swipe through and you can fling them off and we've we should, got a youtube video do. of that already yeah. uh in action and it working it was in 82 at the time uh for sure it works if you go to dev right now in 83 all that stuff's already there out of the box but um as they roll that out they're going to get rid of the ability to drag down from the top of the screen to go into multitasking in tablet mode for now it's still there so you can swipe up or swipe down i think the swipe down's going away um, so it's much like on Android. It's yeah. like Android slash iOS slash iPad OS. Everybody's using the same thing, which I think is great. It is. Yeah. At some point, you just have to concede, like, who got it right with the gesture controls? Let's do that. It's, yeah. Apple got it right. Let's just go with that. Yeah, there it's, are certain times you don't need to reinvent the wheel. It's yeah. like, hey, this works and everybody likes it. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's similar to the uh, Google Fit article that I wrote yesterday. Yeah. Uh, they are updating their circles their rings right. on the app, you know, and in the app on the phone and on Wear OS. And the Wear OS version now is these nice little kind of rounded rings, you right. know, with the little end of it's kind of rounded around. And it's, you have to I just mean, concede Google, sometimes. Google, like, Google is totally pulling that from uh, Apple. And that's fine because the Apple one looks great and people love it and people like closing their rings and all this. Well, you and know, you have like, to just realize too that Apple sometimes drives social consciousness around tech stuff. Exactly. They do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and you can't get around that fact. So, if the majority of people that know how to use motion controls, you swipe Gestures. up to go home, you swipe up and hold the multitask, yeah. you know, like, just do that, you yeah. know, because Apple has had to concede to those things from time to time, too. Like, they've stolen a lot of uh, the way their notifications, notifications work from Android yeah. because it was just a better system than what they were doing. Um, go way back, and the way Mac OS does, works with Windows, it's obviously copied yeah. from Windows. I mean, come on. And so they copied some of the stuff because it's like, the mass populace, that's how they understand UI. It doesn't make sense if it works and it's good 
to go and do something, do something completely different. different. Right. It's just silly. So. Or like the, the the Google the Google Fit version of uh, that's on Wear OS was so weird. It had all these like geometric things, and right. they were trying to make it like this stylish thing. And I'm like, people just didn't get into it. And there's it. not like, enough people there to drive social awareness yeah, of exactly. that particular yeah. feature. So now you're constantly having to teach people. Yeah, and, and, and Chrome OS is early gesture stuff in tablet mode a lot of it was pulled from windows um gay, gay the, has to leave see you bro um the the way that that you know windows worked with multitasking like swiping down that's how i think you still can do that yeah. with with windows and tablet mode but when windows 8 came so. out and they they had their tablet mode that's how you entered multitasking and you swiped it all the way down to get rid of it and so chrome os kind of went with that for a little bit because it's like hey we're a laptop trying to do tablet mode let's kind of go with this and the way that you do split screen like windows came up with that you know yeah. uh windows 8 pioneered this idea of the side-by-side apps with the, the little bar in between and and apple kind of took from that some and so ui is ui it's it's the way that we collectively decide we're going to move around something and so once somebody does it right it's like just stick with that and do what people already know yeah. and because that's not going to define your platform anyway. Yeah. It's not like, oh, well, I love the way the UI works on this. It, and it just feels, it feels natural at this point. Like yeah. the gestures feel natural. Right. And that is because maybe the, like you said, the, as a society, we've decided that's what we do. And that's what maybe everyone is kind of going towards. And maybe it was because Apple did it first, whatever, but it just works and it feels yeah. natural. And it like it, the, the motions just feel right. You know, yep. whether I that's will, because we've been trained to do that or if it's that's I will just pause and say web OS on the Palm Pre <laughs> did all of this Dude, before so any of, it, of you all. So ahead of its time. So, so ahead of its time. In the event that Dieter we, Bone is we, listening to this. Yeah. Do we have a video about we should do like an almost kind of not full on documentary, but we should do like a little video about web OS. I don't think we have anything. It would be on, cool. I don't think we have anything on YouTube about that. That'd be a fun little project. No, we don't. And I've I've still got my Palm Pre, the Dude, original one. Uh, the so problem cool. with it is, um, it, it predates Sprint having SIM cards. Mm. It's back when you just bought a phone and you activated the IMEI yeah. on that. Um, and I'm ninety nine point nine nine percent sure you can't do anything on that phone until Without you activate connection, it. Connection, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. So. We'll have to test it. Uh, yeah. It, it'd almost be worth, like, I would take out a Sprint prepaid plan yeah, if sure. they could just, activate that just phone to turn for it me. On just so I could turn it on and mess with or it. something, yeah. Uh, because the modding on WebOS <laughs> was phenomenal. I remember moving to Android yeah. being so disappointed with the way that you could mod Android. Because with Android, you you know, you know find someone who makes a, a, a mod of the OS, and then you you root your phone and then you flash that entire thing and it they're, they're, they've come a long way and I haven't been into that scene for a few years, but it seems like I are, used to do it all the there time. There are things now that stuff. you can, you can root it and then you can flash this, this OS and then you can add little yeah. bits and pieces with web OS the the structure in which it was built, like the, they almost encouraged that modding. And so you didn't have to go through a lot of hoops to get to the point where you could change things. And then once you did, um, I don't even remember where you got the little modules, but like, I mean, you could change almost everything. Like I can change the way my time looks up here in this corner. I can change the way that this notification does that and all this stuff. I can overclock my processor and get faster (laughs) and yeah, it's going to run hot, but kill my battery, but I can do it. You know, it was, and and Gabe can talk to this too, but gosh, it was so much fun. Uh, Web OS was a ton of fun and you got to think it was just just about, just about 
what 10 years too soon probably five six um <laughs> you know it was an entire os on a phone when did at it come that out? time when it w- uh 2000 and uh i, I want to say i bought yeah i bought that the year it came out the year we got married um so we got married in 2009 yeah um, so it's so been 2009. 10 years yeah um so it was probably maybe six seven years yeah. too too early um yeah. and but like it came out and I didn't even, I didn't do web development stuff at this time. So I didn't even understand what they were doing, but they built a whole operating system on HTML, CSS and JavaScript. Like the whole thing was built on those, like complete, like the whole operating system could basically run in a web browser. Does that sound familiar? Right. Like it's Chrome OS. Like it's the same ideology behind Chrome OS. And for some reason I was attracted to it then. And Still, I'm attracted to that idea now um, for whatever reason. Some little thing in your brain like that. Yeah. Fun stuff, man. Yeah, we need to do a video about that. Yeah. So, alrighty, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. I know it's been a long one, but we... It's just been a busy week. It's been crazy, man. And I I just want to say briefly before we head out here, we we are just... We're so grateful. We're so grateful for 100K... We're grateful for the niche that we cover and for us just having the ability to keep chugging along during all this. I mean, we've just, there's been, there's been, I mean, this has been a crazy week and we are so fortunate to keep doing what we're doing right now in this, in this time when unemployment is through the roof and so many people are just trying to figure out what they're going to do next month and and how they're going to pay their bills and stuff. And, 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 and we are just so fortunate. And, and I mean, we, Robbie and I sat, sat and had this conversation the other night. And it's just like, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, yes. Thank you all. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, it, was a, it was a long one today, but we will be back next week, maybe with a shorter one. I don't know. I don't, no make, I don't want to make any, I don't want to make any promises. So. Probably not going to happen. Yeah. So as always, we're going to link everything that we talked about today. Uh, I know we've uh, we've talked about a lot, so we'll make sure to link everything that we can down in the show notes. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for tuning in. We'll catch you all next week. See you. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com, and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.